Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Star Sage, coming to you once more from Lady Demora, Her Majesty's Carriage. And of course, this is the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. Won't you join me for another installment of Surely Jest? Let's see what's new with you. What have you been up to? It's been uh, more than a couple of weeks now since we, or at least I, returned from my weekend away with my co-host Toppy Smelly and Bestie Tommy. That of course was the mid-Atlantic sci-fi extravaganza known as Farpoint. Refer to the last episode of this show for those adventures. <laughs> well, in the meantime, Hubby successfully oversaw the grand reopening of his store. They are now officially Grangers. And of course, through the process through the (laughs) ringer that it put him through, Hubby just wore himself out. So no sooner had I gotten home from my weekend away as I was due to play nurse, as Hubby was uh, a good candidate for the flu. Now, of course, as I've mentioned previously, my dear sweet hubby has what some might call a a repressed immune system. He has essentially rheumatoid arthritis, or at least a history of this in his family. That makes him more prone to infections like colds and well you would think that this would make him one to seek out help in the form of a oh I don't know a flu shot but he claims that he doesn't fare well with those so yours truly having the banker's hours and the possibly more serious employment is the one who has to buckle down on those efforts, those directions of responsibility. Anyways, Hubby soldiered his way through a flu for a couple of weeks. And this was well before the recent scares. This was last month. And uh, as I am uh, fond of admitting or saying, when I've been to a doctor or a dentist recently and I'm asked that fateful question of, have you been out of the country recently? I have to laugh because sadly, no, I have not. 
It's been five years. I'd really like to do some travel. Please, don't open a wound and ask me, where have you been lately? Not much of anywhere, honestly. With the exception, of course, of Farpoint. That itself was a thin slice of heaven, and many ways I wish that the Baltimore area could have been my home. There was a time when this was a place I was considering hanging my hat, and unfortunately, as fate would have it, I ended up moving back to my home state to be nearer to my mother in her later years as she was falling ill and in poor health. In hindsight, I don't regret it, of course, because it led to me to meeting my husband. I just wish that I had the option to be able to seek out greener pastures. And, uh, well, when you have family in tow, sometimes it's akin to uh, swimming in the uh, ocean of life and having an anchor affixed to your ankle. <laughs> you think you're afloat and uh, can go where you please, but, um, well, they drag you down sometimes. <laughs> Nothing personal. Just um, feel like having spent a decade of my life living away. The adventures are possibly behind me now as uh, you know I've spent at least a decade back home now. Anyway, so hubby had the flu for a while and I uh, got a few things done that got us started off on the right foot for that new year, that spring season to come, and uh, I can safely admit that we finally, finally, yes, finally got the last of the holidays down from the walls, and uh, they're in boxes anyways, and last weekend... I finally, also finally, <laughs> successfully reset the parlor, our living room, back to the way it normally is the rest of the year. So life is returning to somewhat normal, and now that Hubby is no longer having to put in the insane extra hours to reinvent his workspace, his place of business, we're able to return to, or at least have a sense of some normalcy again. Evenings lately, we've been spending watching a late 70s, sort of a paranormal sci-fi series that stars David McCallum, who was uh, later on in a 90s Fox short-lived series that I reviewed on my other show, Matinee Minutia, that of course was VR5 with Laurie Singer and Louise Fletcher. But the series that I'm talking about 
starred uh, later on uh, co-star from the British sitcom Absolutely Fabulous, Joanna Lumley. I am, of course, talking about Sapphire and Steel. And this is a program that Hubby seems to enjoy as it is uh, produced in what's known as a cereal, not the breakfast kind, S-E-R-I-A-L, cereal style format, much like the uh, radio shows of Days Gone By, where you tune in this week to see what's going on, and well, you know, back then they they weren't sure you had caught the last episode, so they spend uh, probably three minutes recapping the last show. But uh, Sapphire and Steel is quite enjoyable, and at times uh, has the feeling of many of the other shows of that era. Certainly the, the Tom Baker Doctor Who episodes of that time frame of the 70s. You know, there was uh, eerie music, there was usually the ominous flute or the oboe, depending on if there is a villain involved or a storyline of a recurring theme. And, uh, well, I will say this. It was a little bumpy getting started watching this series, at least in the first season. Uh, I am uh, the uh, informed, uh, well, not opinion, but it's come. It's my understanding that there was some sort of a writer strike or a uh, union strike at the studio, and in the middle of a oh, five or six episode story arc. The uh, show had to cease production and pick back up. And so, of course, as it wasn't really a cliffhanger, they had to pick up the story again. So many, many years later now, watching it on streaming, we're watching it through Amazon I kid you not, this story seemed to drag on forever. It's at least six episodes. It involves a train station and a story of a days gone by. And, well, it's not a bad story. It's just the uh, story just dragged on for a while. But there are elements of the occult in it, the paranormal, and, of course, science fiction. Thoroughly enjoyable, Sapphire and Steel are a team of sort of paranormal investigators, and they're sent into the fray to to correct things, to set things right when there is a uh, outside force at hand. And I do believe that this ran for at least five seasons, possibly six or seven. So there's a wealth of episodes out there to be caught. Other than that, it's just been uh, a journey, a adventure with uh, senior kitty cats and them adjusting to the changes in weather. You know, just like people, they get moody when you have extreme colds and 
a warm spell, and, well, Mr. Oliver is uh, quite delicate in his senior years. We think he could be as old as 18 since we're not his first owners. And uh, we have to keep tabs on his eating behavior because, well, left unchecked, senior pets can lose weight at a uh, alarming rate. And you have to keep your eye on that because as, uh, as your pets age, if they are not getting proper exercise, they could also lose muscle that can't be recovered. So it's very important to keep an eye out on uh, the eating behavior of your senior pets. And uh, as we do with Mr. Oliver, we've recently found a senior formula of the, the wet food that we feed him. And uh, again, I don't provide endorsements on this show, so I uh, feed my pets DNC Beast, if you can imagine uh, what that sounds like. Not the healthiest variety of food out there, but it has its moments. And uh, when your cats are older and picky, sometimes it's less about adding years to their lives as it is just finding something they will agree to eat on their own. As we have with Mr. Oliver, and we found that senior formula recently, which basically is, uh, you know, a finer blend of wet food that uh, has, has fewer chunks and, you know, thick portions to it, so he's able to eat it a little easier. And uh, we were just chopping up the wet food and even adding water and whisking it. Yes, W-H-I-S-K-I-N-G, whisking, like you would beat eggs into a froth to make, you know, like a, um, oh, what do they call that? A meringue. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes, we go to extremes for our fur babies. And, uh, well, Mr. Oliver uh, wasn't so fond of the blended food, the, the whipped and the beaten after a while. And, uh, he doesn't have many teeth, just being as he's a senior cat. So we discovered that this uh, senior variety of food that we found is uh, something he prefers when you give it to him in chunks because he's able to, to lick it and devour it. But as was the other foods, eventually your pet's or at least if you have cats, will grow tired of the same flavor. So, you know, I'm, I'm on my way home from my work day at the candy shop, and uh, I'm going to have to stop off to get another flavor because Mr. Oliver has grown bored. And, uh, well, there are fewer things worse than a bored senior cat because if you're not careful, they're going to waste away. No matter how much you want them to eat, if they are not interested in the food, you can't make the meat. Well, okay, you can, but it's it's not very kind. 
and they probably won't appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, just trying to keep my fingers crossed because Mr. Oliver has lost some weight recently due to his lack of interest and his appetite. So we have to hope that I'm able to find something to uh, engage him to regain his interest. And uh, this last week, well actually real quick, uh, I have had some technical problems recently. My laptop is about six years old now and I was wanting to get a newer one but of course as homeowners we have our share of expenses and I, I went to go get a band-aid for the situation. I, I thought well I'll just upgrade the memory on this and it will be as good as having a new machine. Well come to find out <laughs> the RAM was already maxed out on that laptop and uh, if it were not for Hubby's uh, resourcefulness I would not have had an alternative and fortunately for me he had recently been gifted a slightly newer machine that was able to accept the same type of memory as my laptop so now I have a more powerful uh, workstation <laughs> and uh, uh, we are able to continue full speed ahead for a while to come before having to consider another replacement option. So, and uh, lastly wrapping things up here, this past week was the turning of a page in a chapter for the Star Sage family. My sister Betty celebrated a milestone not long ago and uh, was quite concerned after visiting the doctors because well plainly put they said that they they found something that concerned them and this resulted in my sister having a medical procedure she had an operation this last week and uh, I feel fortunate that my husband was able to be there with my nephew and I and help that young man through a difficult day of being the only family member there with his mother. As, uh, as, as, as people are these days, you know, we all have our own issues with stressors and, uh, well, some people just don't like hospitals. And uh, having been through some health scares of late with Hubby, I guess I could just chalk it up to experience because I felt like uh, it was my obligation to be there for Betty. And um, as it turns out, uh, my nephew really appreciated our presence there that day and we were able to provide a pleasant distraction for him and the day passed without incident. My sister made it through her procedure with flying colors and is safely home recovering. And uh, her healing is all going to be dependent upon 
the men in her household stepping up, as they might say. And uh, of course, it should come as no surprise that being my sister, she has a sense of independence. And uh, well, let's just say she is going to have to learn to let others do for her. <laughs> if she's hoping to make any sort of expedited recovery. So, I am now at the uh, Megalomart, and uh, I am about to step inside and participate in the insanity, because, well, while others may be stocking up as a result of this virus scare, I am merely here because it's Friday night, and uh, I don't want to leave the house this weekend. So, uh, we'll see if I make it through the mini zombie apocalypse that is sure to be in this place where they wear blue vests. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed for me, folks. Hope you uh, have a chance to spend some time with loved ones this weekend. If you can avoid leaving the house, if you're all stocked up, please do so. And uh, if you have to be out in public, you know, please... Keep in mind the safety precautions that we've been now all asked to observe. You know, cough into your sleeve, sneeze into your sleeve, you know, um, avoid close personal contact with anyone who may not seem well. <laughs> and I don't mean in the head, I mean uh, maybe running a temperature. For goodness sakes, folks, take care of your elders and run errands for them if you're younger, and especially if you're in better health than them. All right, kisses from the carriage. That's all for now. Bye-bye. gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast. With me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Univazpods.net.